right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 642 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller, where we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. If you're watching on the YouTube and Rumble, it's probably a mess behind me. I am in the process of getting things together in this room, about to move some stuff around and uh, get like, this more a little bit more tidied up. A little bit of rearranging session going on here, so it may be like this for a couple of days. Excuse the mess. It is what it is. But today we got an action-packed show for you guys today. So if you don't mind, hit the like button. There's a lot of information that's going to be coming through when it comes to my opinions as far as Michael Walker, Frank Darby, even with Georgia Southern, because we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football over here. It's a lot of moving pieces going on right now. So we're going to talk about everything that's going on. So like I said, uh, this is the place where we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. If this is your first time here, welcome. I can be found on YouTube and Rumble. I'm also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts. Stitcher will be going down on the Podcast Avenue on August 29th. So uh, I think they're being bought out by XM, um, Sirius XM. So if you don't mind, if you're listening over there, move over to Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Um, that's where you'll find the show if you like to listen on the go and you don't really watch the show, whatever the case may be. Other than that, I really do appreciate the, the podcast, guys. You guys are making it happen. And even the YouTube guys, you know, the numbers are moving up. And I know it's because football season is getting closer. And there's a lot of information. So once again, let's get this podcast growing. Let's get this podcast into the YouTube atmosphere where we can grow and get this thing on and popping. So like I said, we're going to talk about uh, Michael Walker. We're going to talk about Frank Darby because Frank Darby just recently been cut as of the time I started doing the show. So that is really interesting. What does that mean? What is going on with that? And uh, I, I'm really interested in seeing how that's going to go because uh, both of these guys are pretty much fan favorites. I mean, there's one thing with, you know, uh, Michael Walker, because you know Michael Walker was one of the guys that basically was um, a guy that thought they could, could contribute in this new defense uh, and was going to be one of the guys that's going to be uh, one of those hybrid linebacker safety even you know defensive end guys at, at some point because he can move, move all over the place that's one thing because we knew we brought in a lot of talent with with within that area the front seven frank darby was a guy that looked pretty good within the you know training camp you know and with him I, from what i'm hearing is because of an injury like he's been injured and he's gonna be out for a while so what they did was they waived him with the injury settlement so would that mean that they could possibly put him back on the roster uh, at some time? Now, for me, I love this guy. I love him. I'm going to talk about Michael Walker in a second, but I love this guy. I love, you know, Frank Darby. I love his attitude. I love the, what he brings to the table. The problem with Frank Darby is Frank Darby never could kid himself on the field or stay on the field. There's always an injury or somebody outplays him or something happens where he cannot be and stay on the field. And it's kind of unfortunate because, I thought he could have been a six-round steal. Now, there's still room for that. He still, you know, could make it happen in years to come. But for the first two, three years, you, you just didn't see it. You know, and it's, it's really unfortunate, like I said, because I thought that he could have been something very special for the team because not only what he brings on the field, but off the field as well. Uh, now, with Michael Walker, it is kind of sad to see him go. He's a fan favorite. You know, both of these guys are fan favorites, but a lot of people was coming on to Michael Walker because of the fact that he was going to be the guy that was going to be, uh, well, he's going to be one of the guys that's going to flourish big time in this new defense. 
you know, you saw how things were going with um, the way the defense was running so far. You know, just let this past preseason. You heard how they were doing in, uh, in uh, training camp. And with, you know, the way things were going, he was just going to be a cog in, in, in the wheel with everybody else. And it, it's really unfortunate to see him go, but he's been picked up by the Bears, like, immediately. I mean, like, the Bears didn't waste no time. They probably knew he was being way beforehand because the way they picked him up so quick, it was like, all right, I mean, y'all must have knew something. Y'all just waiting for the paperwork to go through for a day. But it's glad to see him back on his feet. I think he's going to be an excellent contributor to the Bears. Um, the Bears could use his help because the Bears are, you know, one of the worst. I ain't going to say one of the worst, but they're one of the lower-tier teams in the NFL. So with them getting Michael Walker with everybody else that they have over there, I think it's going to be a pretty good fit for Michael Walker. It's pretty cool to see him making it, uh, making it happen over there. And I know he's going to be, uh, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to make a difference. There's no doubt in my mind. Now as for Frank Darby, like I said, he went down with an injury as well as a uh, wide receiver, Chris Blair. And I don't know much about Chris Blair. I didn't watch him play. I don't know much about him. But I think Frank Darby could end up being back on the team at some point. Um, I just don't know if would it be viable at this point. I mean, just think about it. I mean, he hasn't really produced. And I hate to say it like this. It's just that Frank Darby's a guy that you like, but you want that attitude to put some numbers on the, on the board. You want him to put some numbers in the stat sheet. You want to see him be productive on the field because you th- th- that type of energy is what, you know, us football fans live for. And I'm pretty sure some coaches live for it too. You know, they just love his attitude. They love it with, he, with his makeup. He seems like he's a pretty cool dude, got his head on the shoulders, and he just seems like he could be the guy that could actually, you know, uh, keep the energy going within, you know, the locker room and on the field it's, it, and on the sideline. It's, he's just like one of those guys, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see, you know, uh, a guy like that that's on the team. But um, I just don't know where this is going to go. I'm pretty sure this is not the last time we hear from Frank Darby. I don't know if he'll be picked up somewhere else. But uh, from what I see, it seems like he's a guy that could be really good, you know, as a number two or a slot guy. It just needs to see him be out there more because he has the size, he has the speed, and he has the ability. I, just For some reason, he just can't keep it together as far as the injuries and, and him producing on the field. If he can put those two together where they'll work in tandem, he'll be a force to be reckoned with. Like I said, I thought he was going to be a six-round steal. So I, I just don't understand. Like, you know, it's, just, it's, just a, it's one of those unfortunate things in sports. You know what I mean? So it, it, really, it really sucks at the end of the day. So um, best of luck to both of these guys. I know Michael Walker's going to put up numbers in Chicago. Um, yeah, go ahead and um, uh, sack Jordan Love for us. You know, I mean, go ahead and, 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 and get some moves on him. And to be honest with you, we will be seeing him in week 17 um, when we play them. Uh, well, well he, he will be returning back or we going to his, no, we're going to Chicago. So we'll be seeing him and possibly we'll be seeing Kendall Vildor, you know, uh, Georgia Southern Eagle that plays for the Chicago Bears. So that'd be pretty neat. Um, let's just switch gears since we're talking about Georgia Southern and Kendall Vildor. Georgia Southern, first scrimmage of 2023 happened um this past weekend and uh i heard it was pretty good you know we're gonna um talk about what happened on the scrimmage i've got the whole rundown here on gseagles.com because um i didn't i wasn't able to catch it because you know i worked a little extra on my other job and they didn't really televise it which is kind of weird i mean i thought they would um televise it but nevertheless 
not really mad about that. Um, let's talk about what happened. So in the first uh, scrimmage, Durham Burgess, he had a touchdown. If you know anything about Durham Burgess, he made a ESPN highlight. Uh, I think it was a top 10 highlight. So he had a, another highlight catch, which I can see a video of that. I'm pretty sure somewhere on, on social media. And um, But the defense forced four turnovers. So once again, the defense is coming up and showing some things. Yeah, like I said, look, one thing about the defense, we saw this in the spring game. The defense has stepped up big time. These guys are tackling. They're covering. And with the high-power offense Georgia Southern has, we're getting four turnovers. That That's something there. So we got four turnovers and uh, uh, five quarterbacks. So we're going to get five quarterbacks took snaps. So Davis Brin, then he's the one that found Durham Burgess for a 29-yard touchdown. That was late in the scrimmage, and that was the only touchdown. So that's really interesting. That was the only touchdown late in the scrimmage. Once again, I think this team going to be more defensive-heavy um, than offense because it's like, if you're able to stop this type of offense that George Southern has, because George Southern has a high-power offense, you got to understand, we were like top four, type, top three in passing in all of college football, not just in the Sun Belt, not just in the group of five, but all of college football. We was the top three, top four. So that's something. So um, Michael Lance and Walker Bradbury combined to make seven field goals. That's wild. It's like they only they, they held in a bunch of field goals. Aiden Jackson ended the scrimmage, which would have been a 90-yard pick six. It looked like Aiden Jackson got an interception. Now, Aiden Jackson got an interception. Also, Tyrell Davis with another interception. Now, Tyrell Davis had an interception um, back in uh, um, in practice, you know, a while back. Jalen Denton and freshman Ali Lacey, um, uh, I think I said that right, Elijah, uh, Elijah. Hey, I said that wrong. Sorry about that. Elijah Lacey forced a fumble, and Child Days Watson picked it up. Lacey also had one of the four sacks recorded. Dang, you got four sacks? Man, this defense, look, just like the Falcons defense, look like Georgia Southern defense is, is on their way. Like, they're not playing around. Like, that is crazy. So, but that's cool. Um, let's see. Many other 30 players at the top of the depth chart saw limited action. Caleb Hood, Marcus Sanders, Katie's Dorsey, all three had over 30 yards. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, um, looked like they were moving on ball a little bit, but the defense, the one that shined, it, that, that's just what it is. And it, it's really telling because a lot of people are talking about this offense because you saw what Calvin Trees did last year. You saw what the receivers did last year. You saw what Caleb Hood and Sam Kennerson and, and um, uh, Singleton and Amari Jones. You saw what those guys did last year. But now you're starting to see that the defense are pretty much stepping up. You know, I'm, I'm really got my eye on Tyrell Davis. Tyrell Davis is a guy that is um really, really looking good right now. I mean, he's looking really good. So um, this is a guy that's going to be um, – look at my coach right there. If you're watching the screen, I just put Coach Clay Helton up. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I meant to put him up earlier, but Coach Clay Helton, man, he, he looks like he's coaching something special at George Southern. Nevertheless, I got my eye on Tyrell Davis. I mean, he's bouncing back from a good freshman year and look like he's starting off as a redshirt sophomore. He's going to cause some problems. I mean, with the size and speed and the hands that he got, he could be in a problem for a lot of guys. So with him, Jalen Ditton, and other guys that are in the, in um, Bartholomew, you got a lot of guys in that secondary that's ready to go. And so it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but like I said, this defense is a lot better than advertised, man. I'm, I'm telling you. It's going to be interesting to see when they play against the Citadel how that's going to play out because now we're looking at a situation where 
this is a situation where this may, this team may be a little bit more more difficult to handle because of the fact that defense is going to be so stout. A lot of people who could run the run the score up on us last year, and we had to play a lot of you know shootouts, but it may not be the case. So let me know what you guys think about Georgia Southern. The first scrimmage, the defense is looking good. And what do you think about the Atlanta Falcons waving Michael Walker and Frank Darby? And um, just moving those, moving along from those guys kind of sucks, but it, it, it's a part of the business. It happens. And uh, we talked about this earlier this, late, this past weekend. Falcons' defense is looking pretty good, too. So you're looking at two teams in Georgia with some pretty decent defenses. And I know there's another team up there in Athens. I don't really talk about them too much. I'm a Georgia Southern Eagle. I don't really, you know, nothing against the Bulldogs. But, yeah, you know. Anyway, I'm just going to get off of that. And um, we're just going to see how things go because this is game week. And for the rest of the few, uh, rest of the week, next few episodes, we're going to be talking about the game that the Falcons play. They play against the Bengals at Mercedes-Benz. I might try to make it to that game. So that's going to be pretty neat. If you like this commentary, the like button, hit that like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Let me know what you guys think about the content here. Is it cool? Is it something that you know that, you know, uh, that you're rocking with? Come on and rock with me over here at First and Frame Rates. Like I said, we talk about George Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. I can be found on YouTube and Rumble, also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts. Um, if you are on Stitcher, move over to the Apple or Google or Spotify because Stitcher's going down in a couple of weeks. Um, also I could be found on Twitter or they call it X now at via Voller and the website, the website is firstandframerates.com. Firstandframerates.com. You can go over there and support the show and you can find your avenue to subscribe to any one of these, uh, podcast avenues. Oh, you can just subscribe to the YouTube or rumble link. So that'd be pretty cool. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Once again, I'm gonna get up out of here. Enjoy the rest of your evening and I'll see you guys on Tuesday. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy and uh, y'all be blessed. Peace.